This is what I always kind of want is just to hang out with you guys. Cause it's, it's always <laughs> like, cause I don't see anybody. I never see anybody. You know what I mean? And yeah, like we're a lot you of times like we have it, like, where you record, you look like you're well, just in a like, white void forever. Well, <laughs> we have like, you know, sometimes it's like 20 minutes and I'm trying to like egg you guys on about what's going on with somebody. And then at the end, it's always like, bye, 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 bye. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Ryan mentioned the other day, she was like, wow, when you like, guys are just, done, you just like end the call. Like, like, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. It's just nice to talk to you guys is all. I know. Like, Wait, how, how's Colin doing? How's Colin doing? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what about, uh, 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 Peter and Mary and, and their, their family and, and, and the, 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 the Griffiths. And, bye, Edwin. And, bye. No, 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 go. <laughs> Don't leave me. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs or Dundermip. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermip. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermip. Then the people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and healthcare provider, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's assistant to the regional manager. And with us is always our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Drum roll! <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we're talking about healthcare from season one. Uh, we'll certainly get into the extended cut uh, that's up on Peacock now. Uh, and then we'll head to the conference room where we'll talk about uh, office vacations we would have liked to have seen on the show. And we'll do a little toast talk, uh, which we haven't done in a while. Fall uh, edition. <laughs> Fall edition. Coming yes. into soup season, stew season. Mm. You need you need breads to mop up those bowls, folks. Time to raise the stakes. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, uh, Alex, would you like to start us off with a little housekeeping? I do. Really, honestly, just one big thing. Uh, Edwin's moving back to Portland. Whoa! <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought that would get Frank? a different reaction. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, you really, you really had me there for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Edwin believed it. Mm-hmm. I was, I should have, I should have addressed it more to you, Sean, and be like, Well, Edwin, I kept this a secret from you for your reaction on the pod, but um, that no, would have been good. Wow. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. it was that went a lot better in my that head been, when I thought yeah. of it this morning. <laughs> that would have been way well, better. Well, that'd be than funny housekeeping, <laughs> but no, Edwin's still in Switzerland. Um, mm-hmm. indefinitely, he is trapped in a Trapped in a bowl of fondue. You know, you can't get yeah. out of those things. It's thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm skiing, no. meat and fondue, raclette, <laughs> toblahone, all the good stuff. I uh, save it for toast talk. Uh, I'll be honest. There's not a lot of housekeeping right now, except for our general Patreon shout out, um, which is uh, a glorious place to be for the, mm-hmm. for the low cost of five USD once a month. Uh, gets you in a very exclusive VIP club, complete with extra benefits, uh, such as exclusive monthly mailbag episodes, 
all you need to know is it's it's uh, uh we have a lot of fun on there our our mailbags are real hangout sessions with us we answer every question that the tots leave on there you know there's ex- there's a uh, exclusive discord channels by the way there's probably some pesky ads in our show get rid of those things because that's Whoa. another part of being on patreon is you get you get your own private ad free podcast feed so say goodbye to those ads i mean five bucks you know that's one one psl coming in here to to fall season you know say say no to the psl say yes to the tot um that's all i have well, to great. say also well, say yes you. to our wonderful sponsors. Be sure to use those promo codes and take advantage of all the discounts <laughs> and all the great offers that our sponsors have uh, created, provided for you. So don't Love don't it. take that for granted either. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Alex. And thank you to our tots for supporting the show. We love you guys so much and really and thank appreciate Thank you, Sean. It. Whoa. You've been... <laughs> no one ever thanks me. You've been thank introducing you. the show for uh, four and a half years, you know? Thanks. Thanks. You're the first voice people hear outside of, you know, if there's a cold open that doesn't feature you. <laughs> or, or a pesky ad. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's get into today's main topic, which is Healthcare Season 1, Episode 3, written by Paul Lieberstein, directed by Ken Whittingham, and aired on April 5th, 2005. Just before we get into the episode, a little about Ken Whittingham. Uh, he the, the, did not the first Ken to direct not, an episode n- nope. of The Office. You got Ken Quapis. Yeah, shout out to Quap Quap. What to do? <laughs> uh, big Quap. Um, <laughs> uh, back in uh, the late '90s and early 2000s, he directed a bunch of Nickelodeon episodes like Keenan and Kel, all that, and the Amanda Show. So for me, that was like fun to see that on oh, his IMDb. Show. Yeah. Uh, he also directed many episodes of the Bernie Mac show and then dozens of other shows. Basically, he's directed at least an episode of every show you've ever heard of. Entourage, Scrubs, 30 Rock, Community, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Mindy Project, Superstore, Good Place, Modern Family, Abbott Elementary, Happy Endings, Desperate Housewives, Gilmore Girls, King of Queens. Whoa. Chuck. Wow. <laughs> no. I begged you, I uh, no, you to be <laughs> That's to just me calling out. Yeah. That's just the, me calling out the ones that uh, that uh, I know and love. I mean, it's like crazy. I how love much. this TV. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a good, that was a very good drop. But then finally, Ken, in this episode, invented the spy shot when the camera spots Michael in his office through the blinds. Uh, in this episode, oh, we kind of see him like playing with his truck. truck. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first ever uh, spy shot. And then something that Ken. Oh, when Michael's uh, playing Ken with his truck in his office. I know, I know what you mean. Touching you know. his Ed truck. <laughs> um, so there you go. Healthcare. Edwin, why, uh, why are we talking about healthcare this week? Oh, I thought you would never ask. Or maybe after this this long intro, I thought we'd never get here. Um, <laughs> but with this episode, we wanted to jump back into the beginning of the show, the early part of the show, season one. Uh, we're coming off a few different episodes, our Casual Thursday, our Michael and Daryl episode. It made a lot of sense for us to refocus on a single episode and take it all the way back to the beginning of the series. And you know, we've talked a lot about the different episodes in the early part of the, sh- of the show, season one, season two. Um, and healthcare is one that stood out as one that we haven't done yet. And I thought it made a ton of sense for us to uh, to go back into this one. It's a classic. 
Yeah, I I was it's texting. Fine. <laughs> I was uh, we were texting, and I, I was like, "Oh, it'd be nice to do something from season one or two. We, and Edwin, you pointed out we've almost done everything from season one. I guess this is the last episode we have to do from season. This one. and uh, this and the pilot, but I think we can save the pilot for a, oh, uh, a special pilot. occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it's pilot it's only fair. Last episode ever, you know. We've been <laughs> doing this show for a while, and there are only six episodes in season one, so uh, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very refreshing to go back and, and watch this episode. And I don't think that I really paid attention when I, when I watched the extended cut. So that was, that was nice to see as well. Mm -hmm. Impulsivity and attention to detail. I understand. (laughs) Uh, I really, I really appreciated looking at this episode again. I think it kind of throws it back to a time. I mean, we look at the office in totality quite a bit uh, on our show in terms of different arcs and seasons and things. And to go back to an episode so early in the run, one that feels so um, small and intimate and personal in a good way. I mean, it's just really, really contained within the office and the amount of what they cover is on one hand, so personal healthcare. Uh, but at the same time, we don't know all these characters that well. They don't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still kind of getting to know them. Jim and Dwight and Pam are really, really at the center of it. And it just feels uh, so small in a way that feels really unique to this this early run of the show uh, versus later on. Yeah, there was something like that felt so good watching it. It's like, I mean, the the it's just nice to return to like, the set's a little different. You know, it's kind of it's it's a little messier and a little more cramped and a little more dark and like and uh, and there's a totally different um, parking lot that we see. Maybe that's a, a kind of a deleted scene here when uh, Pam and Jim are going through Dwight's garbage um, and uh, reading all the different variations of signs he made for oh, Dwight's yes. workspace. Um, it's but, like uh, eating a hot circle of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only garbage drop I had. Yeah, I think you know I I, I would agree with you, Sean. I think uh, in a show like The Office, a show that that was on the air for a very long time and that takes a number of different forms in terms of the different cast of characters, the the different plot lines and things like that. Uh, it's really nice and refreshing in a way for an episode like this that really if The Office kind of feels like itself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think season one is a favorite for a lot of people. It might not be a favorite for everyone. I've, I've, I've heard that sometimes in the, some of the office uh, chatter, or maybe our discord that, um, but to me, this episode, like if the office feels like itself, you know, yeah. Um, Dwight is being Dwight. Michael's being Michael, Jim and Pam are being Jim and Pam. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was nice in that way to kind of look at this really, really isolated little moment of the office and just a lot of classic jokes, a lot of classic moments. And, and this might just be me, but when I think of a lot of the memorabilia and uh, merch and things that came out of the office in the early run, I think a lot of the photos and stills come from this episode. Dwight peeking through the blinds, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of little things that uh, that feel very uh, iconic, I guess, or maybe immortalized on things like mugs and t-shirts or whatever. That you make a that's such a good point. Like uh, people ask us all the time, like, oh, if you could show someone like who's never seen The Office one episode to you know. Like I never think about healthcare, but it, it really is a very perfect office episode. Even just from like the very opening, which there is no cold open really to this episode. Uh, it goes from the credits right into it, and uh, it starts with Michael walking up to Pam and <laughs> asking if he has any messages, and she's like, "No." Pam, and then he's like, "Well, 
Yeah, Pamela. Yeah, does a does a, a play on her name, and uh, I mean that's like what what more classic opening of of The Office is there than that? Than like basically Michael going to Pam and trying to get her to introduce like to the camera uh, what you know what they're talking about that day, which is you know he it, she yeah. doesn't even get, <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, follow his lead and he has to explain it in a talking head that he now has to look for yeah. healthcare. I mean, it's a good point, Chuck. Every, every single part of this episode is completely foundational to how it plays out on the rest of the show. And yeah, this would be a perfect one to show someone because it's like Michael is in full, like <laughs> Michael's battling his balancing his incompetence with his need to be liked. And he's just can't handle that. Jim and Pam are yeah. not taking anything seriously, but they're having a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Dwight's being way too serious and everyone else is just caught in the crossfire of those four relationships pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and there's no, the, the, Jan, there's Jan no comes in from the top rope and is like, you know, like I, this is, I love this version of Jan, you know, I mean, Jan mm-hmm. gets, you know, she starts to spin off the rails by, by season, you know, three into four. But, uh, but this, this Jan is just like, I, I love it. It's a surgical clinical, like coming in, uh, yeah. You can hear the anger in her voice, which is on the phone with Dwight. I just, it's just, it's just great. Like every part of this, and 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 this episode is dark. Like it is. I love didn't it. feel great. Yeah, I know you love it, but like <laughs> no, I mean, there's no, there's. It is a sad ending. Uh, it's this episode. really bleak. Everybody it's just l- gets worse health care. Healthcare. That's how they it just, plays out. <laughs> they just silently all walk away as Michael just stands there in, in silence. Like it's, it's, and and even Jim at the very end is reminded about Roy. You know, uh, Pam is reminded about that she's been engaged for three years with nothing to show for it. Uh, Dwight's reprimanded. Everyone goes home without a better situation, and Mike. And it's just like oh. God, they would never have done this in uh, after season one. I think there is elements of Michael here that is shown uh, uh, where we we see a lot of different ways in which Michael kind of upsets everyone in the office, and I think this is one of the first instances of or, or one of the first instances where Michael um, mistreats his employees by his absence. So, yeah. When he's he's asked to do this pretty rudimentary task, and look, it's delivering bad news, and maybe it's not, you know, ideal, but he he really really just m- tries to remove all of the uh, responsibility and give it to Dwight. First, he tries to give it to Jim, and Jim says that's not something that I'm going to do. And then Dwight well, that's leaps a at the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I think like that's one thing that Michael has is that like. Sometimes he gets way too involved and is ruining everything. And other times he's refusing to act and uh, he's ruining everything. I think the one thing that maybe makes this version of Michael a little less likable is he doesn't seem to convey the need to be like. I think Mm. that sort of desperation maybe comes across in other um, in in future episodes of The Office. But it's funny in this one, like he's trying to do something nice and he can't really get a good answer. And um, it's just like it's a very different version of Michael, I think, that we see. Um, early on and one that has a little more power or it seems that way um, the rest of the uh, office seems a little more afraid to challenge him um, in the extended cut we do see other characters kind of standing up to him or speaking up a little bit more but um, yeah just a, a, a unique version of Michael in this early season 
Yeah, I do like seeing like I, I I do like it too when it's like Michael is is stupid, but he still has the power. Like the because later, you know, there's been so many mutinies by like season four even that like people are you know willing to tell Michael how they feel and like uh, you know kind of try to convince him to do the right thing and stuff. But this is back when they kind of just silently are like they take it a little bit. There's also an element of by Michael removing himself, there Jim and Pam at least are a little more empowered to make fun of Dwight, joke around with Dwight, get the rest of the office characters or the the rest of the uh, the staff to laugh. Um, mm-hmm. One of the few episodes where we see them all kind of laughing together. Um, so it kind of opens the door for this kind of uh, ridiculous back and forth between Jim, Pam, and Dwight. And while on one hand, like the health uh, the healthcare issue was obviously very serious for people, um, this version of Jim and Dwight see they they feel younger. You know, so it oh, yeah. feels like they like them maybe acting a little more juvenile towards each other. It just like I mean, maybe it's because the actors are so much younger, but they the characters feel younger in this moment yeah. in this episode. That's you know what? That's another amazing part of this episode is is the joking around like the the kind of like that that Jim and Pam get so much entertainment just out of making fake uh, diseases, and it's like. Everyone knows what that feels like where you're at work and it's so boring. And then someone's like, you know, like, I, I, like all of a sudden you've come up with like some fun little game or like some like Just ongoing joke. Yeah. Running mm-hmm. bits. Yeah. It's I mean, that is like one of the things that is like so great about like early office. I think when it's like it's truly a miserable place to work, but like you get to watch them get little joy out of pranking Dwight or, you know, trying to run bits on people. Yeah. I mean, that's like the original sort of premise or the kind of the conceit of the episode is trying to find these little moments of uh, fun or, or uh, sunshine, or as, as you've mentioned, or the, maybe this is the Greg Daniels analogy, right? Like the flower blooming out of the concrete, right? Um, looking for, like these little moments to joke around. And I mean, it is pretty bleak. I mean, at this point in the office, we don't even know that much about the business that they do. They sell paper. Mm-hmm. Jim needs to focus on sales. There's very little that is uh, actually established or shown. And not that we really care. It doesn't really matter what they do. I think the choice of selling paper is supposed to be that it's a pretty bland thing to sell something kind of hard to get excited yeah. about. Jim says, yeah, if, a completely if, forgettable product. Yeah. Um, recyclable. Um, and I think, yeah, that's true. If you put it in a furnace, you'll burn it. Um, you'll ruin it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but even as Jim says, if this were my career, I'd throw myself in front of a train. Like there is this element of like, it doesn't seem like people want to be there or keep moving up. We don't know enough about the characters to even really know what's going on. It seems like everyone is in this kind of mode of, of, uh, of office life where it's like, you go home, you go home, you go in at nine, you come home at five, you don't really talk to your coworkers. uh, uh, Otherwise, even when, um, Kevin makes his joke. He says he has to come out sometime to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> it's inappropriate. So yeah, even then, Angela shuts down this little moment of joking between them right. that they have. Um, yeah, so it's, which I think makes... Funny. I wrote yeah, that, uh, watching this, I wrote that moment in my notes too because I, I momentarily was like, oh right, this Oscar's not out yet. And at first I thought Kevin was making a joke at Oscar of like, he's got to come out sometime. Like just like you, I uh, thought it was gonna like do, and I was like, "Oh right, that's not even on the board yet. Like that's not mm-hmm. even in play." So uh, I was like, 
it's so early office that those even dynamics don't exist versus I feel like maybe later that, you know, that, that might've been a joke he would have made. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. And, and like, again, this, uh, the sort of basic premise of this office that Jim wants nothing to do with this task that is delivering bad news to people. Yep. That Michael is running away from his responsibility of choosing a path of choosing a plan and then delivering the bad news. And then Dwight is hype, like so excited take on this responsibility to be manager for today, as he calls it, to take this little bit of power as, um, as Jim says later on. And um, when Dwight's making the schedule, he says, this is the smallest amount of power I've ever seen go to anyone's head. Uh, <laughs> the power goes to Dwight's head immediately. He tries to set up his office in the conference room. Um, workspace. And, workspace. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they, the Jim and Pam just have to, are on this mission to kind of take him down. Um, and it works well in this instance because Dwight, didn't actually go up very high. And if Jim and Pam knock him down, he just goes back to where he was before. There isn't, there's, there's yes. a lot less at stake in that regard. Uh, and granted they are making Dwight is making serious decisions about their healthcare. <laughs> and he's very uh, entirely opposite of Michael. He's disagreeable. He has strong opinions. He doesn't care what people think about him. Um, his goal is to just be a company man and just cut, cut, cut costs and make it better for the company, which is to get the, shittiest plan which we hear from stanley has no vision no dental twelve hundred dollar deductible that was a lot more of a deductible in 2005 than it is now <laughs> no um, kidding <laughs> so keep that in mind let's adjust yeah. that for inflation uh but like compared to they, they're taking a step backwards in their plan um yeah and michael knows this like he knows he was supposed to change their plan to save the company some money so uh he just couldn't have done a worse job by just putting Dwight in charge. <laughs> I mean, he, he Dwight is so unreasonable. I imagine talking to someone about the basic need for healthcare and them saying, "Don't need it. Never been sick. Perfect immune system." <laughs> like I would dry. I would be fear. I would just. I blow it. I'd be like that. Like, this is the worst what? person ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then follow it up with <laughs> superior genes. Uh, and superior brain power through concentration i can raise and lower my cholesterol at will i love his motion with the pen the raise and lower yeah uh, yeah, yeah. reminiscent of when he does resorbed yeah those are two <laughs> two great white dwight moments <laughs> john krasinski yeah. told this story about like i think one of their first sort of screen tests together that that uh Rain Wilson was just able to annoy him in a way that was just like so perfect. And I think like yeah. that, like that, that, that dynamic of like annoyance from Dwight, I think is much more present in the early seasons and you get it here. Like he's just, he's kind of uh, getting on your nerves maybe with how obtuse he's being about, uh, about this task and about how, mm -hmm. uh, how he's responding to this, this, uh, this decision that mm -hmm. he's been given. Um, a great, great mo season one moment that, that we, the moments we get less and less of as this show progresses, um, and it's just, it's almost a, there's almost no dialogue, but it's just that little scene when Michael goes up to Jim and Pam and just kind of makes the sound at them. Like he's just avoiding doing his responsibilities. Do you know, you know, the, yeah. it's very short. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I forget the sound. What's the sound he makes? I feel like you know this, Sean. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like a, uh... What was that? He just yeah. yeah. What, what was that? I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I didn't say, like. It's just. It's just such a nice little 
it's there's so much character in that moment uh that just goes unsaid and and those are the things i miss as the show goes on mm-hmm. 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 there's a lot of steve carell like his sort of mastery these little verbal things like that noise mm-hmm. ah, ah, and uh <laughs> yeah later on um when he's on the phone with pam and he's like i've got to make some calls after i get Back to my work. Like, he just has, like, a lot of command of these little things. Yeah. Um, I'm getting another one, Pam. I got to run. Just still yeah. no call. Still nothing. Yeah. I uh. also really love, this is more of a, a thing where Jan inro- talks about talks over him, but he, there's, like, that pause that Michael says, you got to crack these things open. And then Jan, Jan just steamrolls <laughs> him. <laughs> there's also uh, another background sound, and this is, that Steve Carell had this from the beginning is while he's reiterating to Dwight that he's in a temporary workspace with no real power and Dwight sort of tells it back to him and we just get the tiniest little yish in the background <laughs> and it's like man he had that going from day one on the character it's just great great breadcrumbs in this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. flashes uh, of, of of the man that Michael would come to correct. be correct <laughs> yeah uh Dwight is just a monster, absolute monster in this episode. I mean, they give him, I mean, him and my, they get so much screen time. And if you just scroll through, like, you know, when I'm on officequotes.net, uh, you know, our, our very valuable resource to making this show, you look through and it's like, it's all, it's just Jim, Pam, Dwight, Michael, Jim, Pam, Dwight, Michael, uh, mostly yeah. Michael and Dwight. I mean, they're doing so much heavy lifting. Um, and in these early episodes, they have it's that's usually the case, and it really gives them a lot of room to really figure their characters out. In terms of like other like ensemble members having a moment in this episode, there's you know you get a little bit of Oscar pushing back, um, mm-hmm. and then there is this moment where they're walking away, and yeah. Angela's like, "Did you talk to him?" And he's like, "What was that?" <laughs> She's like, "You let him walk all over you," <laughs> and, they, and Kevin's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And, <laughs> nothing, Kevin. It was an entirely improvised kind of moment between uh, Angela Kinsey and Oscar and uh, and uh, Brian Baumgartner. So it was like they almost came up with that little scene, um, and. Uh, and they ended up including it in the episode. I also noticed too, and I couldn't really figure out, I couldn't confirm this, but the person on the other uh, end of the line, when Michael is talking to the guy about the elevator shaft, the, the mine shaft, yeah. that's Creed, right? That's what I wrote down too. I was like, is that Creed? It Did sounds it really exactly like Creed. like Creed. It sounds a lot like Creed, yes. I man, you know what? I, I could be proven wrong, and so I'm sure one of our listeners will will <laughs> gladly uh, correct me and us. <laughs> I remember hearing in an, in, a, in an episode of it was either Office Ladies or the or Brian Baumgartner's podcast that I think that's actually Greg Daniels, but it sounds exactly like Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it, it yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I was. Uh, uh, I flipped through. They talk about this uh, episode a bit in the in the oral history of the Office. Or sorry, the untold Andy Green's book about the office. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in which the director says, like, this was uh, for Rain Wilson. This was a big opportunity for him to really separate himself from Gareth from the BBC office, the template oh, of his yeah. character, because yeah. Gareth, in at least in the pilot, it's 
very similar to Gareth. Uh, but he was like, I want to be way more intense than Gareth. Whereas Gareth, I think, is a little more... He's just a little more unaware. I think a little more, like, detached. Uh, he's just... there's there's He's not quite as intense. He's just a little more monotone. He's a little more... He, he needles he needles Tim in a very different way than Dwight does mm -hmm. to Jim. Um, so he sort of took his chance to be like, I'm, I'm going to be very intense in the healthcare episode. Uh, and that really worked out. Um, mm -hmm. And then also they were, they, they, there was a big debate uh, about how much silence to leave when Michael mm. at the very end of this of like, how much silence can we get away with? Like, what's the maximum amount of silence? Which it feels like a very like a choice from BBC Office for sure. Uh, to just sort so, of let that space be there. Supposedly, it was scripted as the longest pause in television history. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what they put in the script. <laughs> and uh, and apparently, Michael uh, Steve Carell started sweating for real just because it was so long and so uncomfortable. I, well, we. Ken Whittingham says scene? that his his original cut was ten minutes over time <laughs> right. of this episode. Oh man, I mean, I that's even... kind of in line with the extended cut on Peacock versus this episode. The extended cut is like thirty one minutes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, oh yeah. Uh, okay. And at the end of the extended cut, there's actually a thing. Everyone has left the office, and Michael says, "We're all gonna go bowling." <laughs> it does. It just like it just like explodes out of him. Yeah. <laughs> like he just came back online. Yeah, He's just like it's, completely. <laughs> it's like have you ever been driving home from something and you and you think of what a smart thing that you could have said like two yeah. hours ago? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Um, oh my gosh! And, Every and podcast to go back, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have said was something better. Um, Alex, you made a great point about Gareth because this is a, a, not the exact same plot line, but there is a, a, a scene in the BBC office where Gareth has his own investigation. Right. And even the deleted scene from the extended cut where Jim and Pam find all the disposed signs that say things mm -hmm. like Shroot Space uh, and Dwight Shroot, pri Dwight, Dwight Shroot Privates. You know, yeah, all these right. different scenes or signs that he's made. There's one that uh, Gareth had that said, Gareth Keenan investigates. That was always my favorite. <laughs> um, but it's a really good point that Dwight is is playing this moment, this scene, this character um, with so much more intensity. And like he's uh, we talk about Dwight grounding the show, but he really believes that he's going to do what he was supposed to do. Slash benefits to the bone and save this company money. Um, yeah, he wanted which, to do more. Yeah. He wants to hi he wants to fire people right out the gate. Yeah, <laughs> the he loves firing. The second he gets power, who can I fire? How many people? Yeah. What would you do differently? Mostly reduce waste, which is most of the people who work here. Yeah, <laughs> like Dwight is you know he's much more self righteous in this episode, I think, than than Gareth ever is. He's much more his sense of uh, duty is very very high. Uh, versus yeah, Gareth is a Gareth is a bit more lax, but he's also he's just a little more thick headed is more like how he's annoying versus mm -hmm. Dwight's just like attacking, attacking. He's always on offense. Um, I I also want to before we get too far, I, I want to talk about too like th th that deleted scene of of uh, Jim and Pam. They're kind of like up. I, I don't know. They're like in some exterior like 
Skybridge or something like that. I can't tell. But and, and they're oh, just yeah. over a parking lot that later, you know, disappears in the in the show. But um, that particular scene, like, I mean, Jim is mostly playing to the camera and Pam is kind of like just watching Jim like the entire time. She's like staring at him, basically. And like, I thought like it's a shame that that scene was cut from the episode because I think that it was like a really nice moment of like obviously like building on the romance between Jim and Pam. And again, we were talking about, you know, difference between Dwight and Garrett, a big difference between the BBC office and the NBC office was going to be a little bit more focus uh, on, uh, on the love story between Jim and between Jim and Pam. So um, I thought that was like a really nice scene. Um, yeah. And uh, was glad that we got to see it in the, in the super fan. Yeah. Cut. I love, you it. know, it's a bit jarring the different backgrounds and the talking heads. I missed that to season one. Yeah, I missed that location. I like that. Like that parking lot is a little more dismal and also has enough space for all the other people who were apparently work in the business. And park. the building, but, the way it yeah. looks is way more dated and like yeah. it just makes it a little more depressing. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny, actually, that, you know, you guys have mentioned that this would be a good episode to show to someone who's never seen The Office before. And I actually was thinking not the opposite, but like one thing that is interesting about this episode is that like it works. I think there, there are things that are missing from it that are included in the other parts of season one, like some of the Jim Pam stuff, especially in the main cut, let's say, are not re- like there isn't a really big Jim Pam romantic moment. There's some flirtatious uh, conversation about like um, last Jim says last night on Trading Spouses. And Pam says, oh, what's that? And, you know, they talk yeah. about like what it's like to have a life and uh like it's it's, it's who it's, would it's watch a, my TV? Yeah, it's small, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like necessarily romantic, you know. Right. Um, it definitely plays into their overall story, but it's funny that like that element doesn't seem to be here in this episode. And so, like for that uh, for that reason, it's almost like this. If you're gonna watch, I, I often think of season one as one block of six episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny to think of it as kind of episode three. It's kind of right in the middle. Um, and so it's it's nice, like you said, you have that scene that's a uh, in the deleted scenes where you do have a little bit more Jim and Pam, you know? Um, but yeah, cause you also get to see Jim and Pam kind of work together going against Dwight. Um, yeah. And it's a little less romantic, but also part of their friendship, their alliance, their, uh, the, the chemistry that kind of helps them both get through the day. Yeah. There's also kind of this moment too, that I think uh, was another deleted part where, where Dwight is kind of grilling Pam a little bit. Yeah. And and she yeah, kind of rushes out of the room and Jim notices that and then immediately goes in and, you know, starts calling Dwight a jackass in in a in a roundabout. Oh, I love way. when he asks if it's one or two words and Dwight like, can't it's... help but be like, it's it's one word because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of the show, because of the show. Yeah. Or they just kind of glossed over this. But Dwight says, what is Dwight a Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> what are the better fake diseases we hear? Uh, mm-hmm. In this, in this episode oh, it's good uh, and something small and it still made me laugh but just the simple thing of jim just grabbing the keys locking dwight in the conference room <laughs> yeah no one no one responds he does this Jim's, throw where he yeah. like hits yeah. his wrist and kind of uh-huh. and it is way, it's stanley's like on stanley. the phone yeah <laughs> and they, they frame stanley down in a corner it's just a really nice and the way he just goes back to his call is like yeah oh yeah everyone here is against dwight uh, that's when, this, is a, this is a regular thing. When I think about 
watching the like my memories of watching The Office for the first time, one of my uh, favorite laughs was Michael coming back with ice cream sandwiches and missing everyone with them <laughs> as he throws oh. them around, and then. Later, when Jim just holds up that ice cream sandwich to Dwight, the satisfying <laughs> thunk off the window, yeah. just, it made me laugh so hard in the moment. Like, I always remember that moment, that laugh is like one of my early favorite office jokes. <laughs> and just like Michael sees Dwight through the window and just is like, <sighs> <sighs> just goes Dwight, right into his office. Dwight taps on the glass, too, for mm-hmm. a really long time. Like, Jim, Jim, Jim. Uh <laughs> Really got me. Really, really got oh, me. Man. Good. And then when he finally answers, who is this? Who is this? He picks up the uh, so shortly after that, I think just to get to to a, a marquee scene, I think of the episode is is everyone gathered around going over the individual diseases to cover. Uh, which again, Toby's in the room. Like, why is he not? <laughs> why does he have? He's not doing anything here. HR's a joke, Alex. HR's a joke. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, believe I'm, me, I I'm know. Tony. Uh, Did you just say your name was Tony? <laughs> I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> you got your own name wrong. Um, I'm Tony. Tony's been checked out since, since September. Uh, I think th- uh, this is a great galvanizing scene of kind of bringing the whole cast in. Um, with just it's just a perfect structure for saying a disease and then each person owning that disease uh what be it meredith's inverted penis kevin's anal fissures <laughs> uh someone someone has it I, so uh, my, so uncomfortable my wife Anne, oh. my wife was just like standing behind me when i was prepping and finishing up the episode and she just kind of finished the episode with me and in that moment she just was like Oh, Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh. It's a really, it's a really hard so moment. so funny and imagining like, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so just a, good. It's just a great kind of, it's bouncing around the room. It's like, uh, and then, but the, it's also like layers to it with who needs birth control. And it's Phyllis, little hand yeah, from Phyllis comes a- up. And then the deleted scene that is added in. Yeah. yeah. And then we see right. Pam raise his hand. Jim looked down, see it. And it, in that oh. moment, it's like as much fun as they've been ha- fun as they've been having all day. It's just this small reminder that like, yeah, she needs birth control and it's not for you, Jim. Like, and Jim kind of takes it that way. And he kind of mm-hmm. like leaves the meeting early. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those little, little twist of the screw uh, for Jim that, that it, it just, it's just like, again, the writers do such a good job of reinforcing these larger themes in really small ways that make sense. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> and just like, Kelly, you need birth control? Just calling her out in front of everyone and just... Yeah. just, <laughs> just oh, boy. God dang you right. Know, in these early seasons, they do a really great job of... In the first two and three seasons, I think, like they do a great job, uh, the writers, I should say, of things that are said and unsaid or things that are communicated, even not directly said. I think... That happens better in the early seasons because, like, I feel like that seems very, it feels very realistic in an office where maybe you're not going to say something directly, but like you still kind of will communicate it somehow. Or I I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. like you pick up, I I think, because you're not necessarily, because you're in a professional setting and you're not necessarily going to ask or expect to know everything about everyone else, like you, you end up inferring a lot of things about the people around you. 
just based yeah. on what they say, what they do, what they don't say, what they don't do, you know. And I thought this was like that was a really powerful instance of Jim reading that cue from uh, from Pam or reading that action from mm. Pam, like you said, um, because she's engaged. And in that other deleted scene where Dwight really presses her about setting a date for her engagement. Um, but mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that like for Jim is like um, in this moment, is, I think it's just sad. But in other moments, it's it's kind of sad and sweet, you know. Other mm-hmm. other instances of this kind of communication in the show between Jim and Pam, like these uh, these sort of silent communicative moments, you know. Any other uh, any other any other thoughts on the episode, <laughs> or should, we could take a break, finish up, and let's I got take a one, one last break. one. Okay, we'll, we'll take a quick um, break, and then we'll get to Edwin's last thought. Edwin's you will take a break. When I tell you to take a break, <laughs> and then our conference <laughs> room. Okay, yeah. Folks, it's fall. That means a return to routines, a return to uh, school, a return to having to really think about and prep your meals. You can't really play it as loosey-goosey as you did in summer. At least I know I can't. You know, my wife, Anne, uh, she works in a hospital. Uh, She works very long shifts, often multiple days in a row. And sometimes sitting down, meal prepping, being able to get a full week done of home-cooked food can be be a big challenge. And uh, let me tell you something. We tried Factor and that has changed our game, right? Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can save time, eat well, stay on track of your healthy lifestyle. So adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 34-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals ready-to-eat in two minutes. I had a few of these. Um, they were way better than I thought they were going to be. Just, you know, I'm thinking prepackaged meals. I'm thinking like Hungry Man TV dinner type stuff. No, 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 no. This was choice, right? Like no Band-Aids on the pool. Just just no top scum choice. So round out your meal. Replenish your snack supplies. Have some ready-to-eat meals to go. Uh, you have an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items, like delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, Bacon and cheddar egg bites, potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Just don't get those eggs in your Crocs is all I ask. Or for an easy wellness boost, you can try refreshing beverage options like cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice as well. They offset 100% of delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So head to factormeals.com slash Scott 50 and use code Scott 50 to get 50% off. That's code Scott 50 at factormeals.com slash Scott 50 to get 50% off. Welcome back. We're just wrapping up about healthcare. Edwin, final thoughts? Finally, gee whiz. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the only other scenes that I want to mention are Michael talking to the travel agent and Michael trying to oh, yeah. talk to the guy with the, uh, with the, with the mind shaft. It's funny, <laughs> Michael trying to create something nice for his employees, but in the end, his expectations are always diluted with grandeur, um, that he wants to take yeah. everyone to Atlantic city, uh, for free hotel, all inclusive, everything comped. And the guy says, we well, could contact the casinos directly. He says, I did. So, I, I mean, there's did. just like Michael always assumes that there's like this magical solve that doesn't cost anything. It makes everyone happy. <laughs> um, but he always finds yeah. that it doesn't exist. And then like last thing, um, just the guy he knows in the deleted scenes, we find out this is a client. Craigers, 
um, a nickname later used for one of the branch managers, I believe. Um, yep. But they just have the mine, <laughs> the mine elevator, which goes 300 feet into the earth. It goes really, really slow. slow. Then when you oh, get so down it's not there, a free, it's not a free fall. <laughs> this is an industrial mining elevator. When you get down there, well, you got like laser tag or something. <laughs> the angle in the car they're shooting at is also really funny. Yeah, like kind of up on his face. Uh, and then yeah, it, I like that you just see him. Then he, we don't see him buying the ice cream sandwiches. He just walks in with them. It's great. That, that's where he. That's where he ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a real life. Uh, I had a life imitates the office moment uh, a few weeks ago. I was at a work event, and just the nature and structure that you had. The people that came early in the day, we were kind of telling them, if you know, if you come, if you come back later in the afternoon, if you happen to be around later in the afternoon, there's going to be a surprise. Um, and we were joking, like, man, I, you know, I hope when they come back, they're excited by the surprise. Um, and I was joking, like, ah, oh, it's ice cream. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a surprise. Um, you know, I mean, it was easy to joke about it because the surprise was pretty cool. But uh, anyway, it was really funny that we could, we could, that was, it felt like a moment ripped right out of the office. Like, what could the surprise be? Ice cream sandwiches, you know? Yeah. One other moment I love is Dwight realizing she, he called Jan's cell phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is our cell phone. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just a nice. He's also not doing great at his job there, just like Michael. <laughs> Loved it. I once, I once uh, had a situation where I was working on a movie, and they wanted um, Marukin like ramen for mm-hmm. like product, like to be in one of the episode uh, in the movie or something. And I called a phone number on the website, and I got like. I got like the CEO's like cell phone or something crazy <laughs> like that. Like it was like he was just like, "How did you get this number?" And I was just, uh, "It's on the website." <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess no one ever needs to call you guys. But and oh. then did you? Then did you later? Then did I you tell bad. them? Did you tell them I'll that you were actually web. Michael Scotch? <laughs> and then I, you had I was David never Wallace's. Given a name. You had David Wallace's kid in the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me, Mykonos. Exactly I spoke with Michael Scotch. Everything will be fine. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, yeah. Okay, before we wrap this episode, Sean, will you just do Mykonos? <laughs> oh, my favorite movie is Greece, or as we call it, <laughs> home. Ah. <laughs> uh. Good one for the road. All right, let's uh, let's 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 mosey on into the conference room, shall we? All right, sure. you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. I meant to play this one. Everyone, conference room now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, to start off here, just a couple things in the conference room. We've already been going for a little bit here. Um, we 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 see Michael fail at trying to get a surprise. A lot of his ideas revolve around taking the entire office somewhere on some sort of trip. Uh, Gabe later successfully does this, taking them to Gettysburg. But uh, <laughs> if Andy, you were Andy, in Michael's... Andy does this. Or, sorry, Andy does. <laughs> Gabe is Lincoln in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were in this position and you were actually able to pull off any kind of excursion for the office, uh, what would you do? Where would you like to see the office go? What would you have them do? Can it Can it be like an overnight... Like, I mean, because I guess they go to Niagara. We'll say up to a weekend, you know, like yeah. a weekend trip. 
Or like think about Booze Cruise when Stanley is asking them if they're going to. They're all asking Michael if it's going to be overnight and if sure. Stanley's wife needs right. to call out. For How work about the leave? Next day. You're leaving Saturday morning. You're coming back Sunday evening. I mean, if if uh, you know if the budget was no issue. Uh, I know that Michael would love to take everybody to Sandals, Jamaica, and that would be a fabulous. Uh, <laughs> that was what I was two part special I think that's a great one. Yeah, <laughs> uh. I think. I mean, if you think about that, you would see Jim and Pam and Roy <laughs> navigating in Sandals, Jamaica. Yeah. Um, again, we're taking. I'm thinking. I mean, at least for me, I'm thinking that the office staff in this early era of the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you get a, maybe a sneak peek at Florida Stanley. Um, you would learn a lot about these characters that we don't already know yet, like Meredith, Kevin, Phyllis. Like, mm-hmm. I think there would just be little bits that we see from them. Uh, that would be I, very, very, very. Smart. Creed would probably have all sorts of loopholes he knew about in Jamaica, like for stuff he's he got could lots buy of business or he's trade. Doing. Yeah, he's just busy. He's just <laughs> yeah. on the phone the whole time in Jamaica. Like we see him, like at one point, he's just on like an airstrip, like just shaking hands <laughs> with a bunch of like <laughs> hugs, um, <laughs> like, and then. Uh, I also think too once he when when Michael shows up at the Sandals Jamaica resort, like everybody knows him and remembers him and likes him. Like they're like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. Mr. Scott. Like, you know, like, <laughs> he's you just know, a king there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're doing the scarn or stuff like that. <laughs> and then and then later in the episode, Jan ends up flying out because she just like wants to see Michael or something. And everyone also at the resort remembers Jan, but they hate her. <laughs> like that woman is evil <laughs> she never tips yeah yeah, yeah she's uh, horrible that would be fun too i could also see michael trying to like do some beach games type activities and just everyone's like michael can you just let us be in jamaica like stop team building exercises mm-hmm. see that <laughs> he's uh, like saying yes to like all the vendors on the beach like getting mm-hmm. like people's oh, like hair braided and like yeah, henna, yeah. <laughs> henna tattoos and <laughs> yeah. uh I was also thinking Sandals Jamaica, but maybe instead I would suggest a ski trip up in the Poconos. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking Poconos yeah. just mm-hmm. based on the reference to it. Uh, I would love to see Dwight on the on the mountain. I think that that yeah. there's a lot. Michael, of Michael, let's for... go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, I could. Uh, there's a there's a there's a Instagram account that my wife and I like a lot called a Pretty Cool Hotel Tour, and they went to a hotel in the Poconos that has a giant martini glass in the room as a hot tub yeah Yeah. and uh you go up like a spiral staircase around it going i've seen this yeah yeah, yeah. and i think that room could be heavily featured in a poconos uh, Mm. episode like michael Mm -hmm. gets the master you know suite or whatever and Mm -hmm. uh has a big party in it and then in the end he tries he tries to find someone to share it with and in the end it's him and dwight (laughs) (laughs) sitting sitting up there he's like you know what dwight this is better than i could have ever imagined yeah. You know, Dwight's like eating charcuterie and they're drinking champagne. <laughs> That'd be good. I mean, he mentions Atlantic City. I think an actual casino uh, oh, yeah. might could be really yeah. fun too. get bring them all out gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be good. Kevin, that's where that's where Kevin really rises to the top. You know, he wins a ton of money for the office or something mm-hmm. or loses it all. Either one. He takes both. all the petty cash. Kevin loses he he, he's way yeah. up, and then he decides to give it one more time. Yeah, yeah, pulls a Danny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just been up all. Yeah, <laughs> they see they get together night. in the morning. They're like, Kevin, you're wearing the same thing we saw you in last night. I don't I want to talk about it. I was up six thousand dollars at one point. Um, yeah, that could be a plot where he he loses all the petty cash from the office. 
Then and, you just uh, see like this like flashback montage of him like celebrating at like four thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I got it. He maybe he gets a ton of he gets in trouble with the bookie uh, while he's there, and then at some point it traces all the way back, and the bookie is Creed. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no problem, man. It's all good. Do you remember that episode <laughs> where we meet Kevin's bookie in the that. webisodes? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> wasn't Creed. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, there's some ideas. Um, yeah. there you also, go. I think taking the whole uh, Michael gets in a pinch here. This is not what I would do, but this is a, another one he could have done where he he just settles and takes them all for an overnight at Shroot Farms. So you go Jim and Pam, but the whole <laughs> office out there. Um, nice. Yep. We're going to do a rural retreat and Dwight <laughs> just puts them all to work for two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you yeah. think I'm passing up all this free labor? You're an idiot. Um, all right uh last to close out the show um going off of what is arguably our most active discord channel and i let me put a plug in again for the discord which by the way you don't need to be a a tot you don't need to be on patreon it's open to the public there are links every off every description of our episode uh there's a link you'll see to the discord so you can join there but toast talk has been popping off i mean the amount of photos people are posting of their breakfast sandwiches, of just every sandwich they have in general, mm. the engagement is is, is high. Uh, there's all kinds of, of just unique stuff going on in here. Uh, some pastries. I see Edwin posted some croissants, it looks like. That's right. Pastries. Looks beautiful. Ooh, you know, Ryan and I are heading to uh, France for our honeymoon coming up here. We're going to see Edwin out there. That's right. Um, but I will certainly be posting uh, to Toast Talk uh, while in France. I am very excited. There's yes. a so I I live across the hall from like a wine bar, <laughs> uh, and uh, on Sundays they have a pastry nice. like a bakery pop up that's really really good. So that's where I got the two um, that I posted, and I actually have another one that I took the other day that uh, I guess I'll post it. I'll uh, you can see mm-hmm. my pommel chocolat. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> beautiful! <laughs> Such a gourmand. Yeah. Um, so anyway, with by the way, for, for new listeners, Toast Talk is the segment that started where we, uh, Sean was just talking about having to make toast in his oven and it's grown into mm-hmm. just talking about it. So going into fall, guys, we're coming up on fall. As I said at the beginning, there's there's going to be soups, there's stews, uh, hearty foods, hearty meals. Uh, give me something new. Give me something food-wise to get excited about for this upcoming fall season. I'm I'm gonna I'll start with just like a like more of like a end of summer thing. I I think you still got time for this. Well, yeah, uh, technically you're right. There's two weeks of summer left here. Grilled peaches uh, as a dessert with vanilla ice cream, and then you get the Nature Valley granola bar. Crush oh, that up oh, and put it over the top. Sean. Holy moly, Sean! There you go. That's Since when do you have to crush up a Nature Valley granola bar? I think they always come pre-crushed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. I've it never doesn't take not much. spilled a crumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my, yeah. Yep. Um, it sounds yeah, lovely. I, I eat those on the golf course, and the, the birds love it. They just oh, leave a trail yeah. of mm-hmm. breadcrumbs. Um, it's a good, good golf snack. I got what I made last night, actually. Um, I, I went with the slow cooker meal. I'm determined. I'm I'm committing oh. to the slow cooker this, this upcoming fall and winter gonna put it into high use because we have an instant pot that doesn't get used enough <laughs> and that's all yeah. gonna change um there's a way hold I on mean, there's a, there's something really yeah. funny about the image you're like we're gonna put the slow cooker to high use and that's like <laughs> now all you can do is turn on the dial 
Let's go, baby. Come on. <laughs> 11 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> Here we go. 11. Yeah. High octane kitchen stuff. Hit the gnaws on the slow yeah. cooker. Yeah. Um, no, but I made a... Uh, I, 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 first time I've made a recipe I found on Instagram, which is difficult. You have to watch that video a lot. Um, <laughs> like all the ingredients were listed in the description and kind of how to cook it, but it was much more helpful to watch it. But boy, I'm never doing that again. That was so annoying. Um, <laughs> but it was very good. It was a creamy... Uh, chicken chorizo orzo stew, Ooh. kind of a Ooh, play la, on la. risotto, but with with orzo, um, spinach, basil in there, sun dried tomatoes. Um, mm. It was super easy to make a lot of it. And if you're someone who needs to like meal prep or make a bunch of lunches, um, highly recommend this recipe. You could probably just look up what I said: it's a creamy chicken chorizo. <laughs> you orzo. said a lot of ingredients there, but there's a lot in there. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll throw it in the I'll throw it on the Discord in Toast Talk. I'll I'll put a link to the the reel and you can see this recipe. But um we also had some uh we had some really nice bread and uh to put on top of that and have have these have these little bites um to just get a little toast in there, you know. Excellent. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Put that thing on a little ciabatta, let it let it fill the the pockets. Whew. It's good. I think one thing that I've really enjoyed uh, in my time since uh, moving across the pond has just <laughs> been the uh, the quality of bread, broadly speaking. Like you oh, get really yeah. nice bread just at the grocery store and like it you, – you, like I, I feel like in the U.S. a lot of the times the bread that we get is just kind of sliced sandwich bread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like here you get – a lot of times you get all sorts of different loaves that you kind of slice at home. Um, yeah. So I've been enjoying yeah. the different kinds of quality of bread. There's a farmer's market right by my house every Saturday. So um, it's really easy to get like little like things to go with it. Nice. And uh, there's something, have I talked about this on the show before? It's uh, fresh queza, fresh cheese. It's really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. now we're so I get good. some of those on Saturdays. <laughs> um, yeah. Either with uh, aubergine, so eggplant mixed in. It's very, very good. Ooh. Um, Do you smell then, like a weird, warm cheese? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> and then maybe uh maybe one last thing is it gets uh as we trend closer to the fall um something that i am thinking of soup season from last mm-hmm. week's episode mm-hmm. um uh, a rotation that 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 uh a rotation meal for me as it gets a little colder or a little uh less warm maybe is uh don chang chike i'm probably mispronouncing it but um it's a korean dish it's soybean stew um it's really really good mm. um yeah highly recommend it very easy to make um but yeah just a classic very nice. Um, uh, oh, we got one actually. Someone, someone else called in uh, with a toast stock recipe. Penis. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I forgot I had all the heat drops in there. I haven't looked at that page in a while. I'm surprised you didn't give us the one drop from this episode that you've used many, 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 many times. Hot dog fingers. Hot hot dog yeah. fingers. Yeah, I wonder if I think we talked about it in. Uh, everything everywhere all at once to, to get that idea oh, from yeah. this episode interesting yeah. hmm. um, you make trees into bushes <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, oh uh, Ryan's parents turned us on to uh, to a grilled cheese combo that is uh, pretty great um, Dave's killer bread and I think we got the power seed uh, with Beecher's flagship cheese is an incredible grilled cheese. 
Dave's Killer Power Seed plus Beecher's flagship. Yep. <laughs> Thank you hey, for remember attending. Remember that week in the 90s when we got bagels? <laughs> Thank you for attending my toast talk. <laughs> Ted Toast. <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you want to write to us about Toast Talk or anything else, really, uh, email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a message at 503-694-9314. Uh, we love to play the messages on the show. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You get ad-free main feed episodes, as well as a bonus mailbag episode every month where we answer every question we get on Patreon. Uh, we also donate a portion of those funds to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. So very special thanks to our Scott's Tots for supporting our show uh, and for hanging out with us all the time. Uh, Special thanks to Kayla and Brianna who run our Discord and to Ryan Lloyd who designed all our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA and Zurich, Switzerland. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you like the show, please uh, be sure to drop us a rating, a review. It helps us, helps people find the show. Um, but more important than that, just thank you for hanging out with us, for, for listening to us talk about this episode. Uh, for going all the way back to 2005 with our twelve with their $1,200 deductibles. Um, it's just nice that we get to hang out and talk about the office after all this time. Uh, and it's, it's people who are listening, supporting us, that makes it all possible. So um, thank you for everything. We truly love and appreciate you. Um, and take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, yes, sir. 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 To take me home. I love who I want to take me home. Take me home. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. And good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.